not only will he run away, but he will three times say, I don't even know him. Can you imagine that dismal failure? But saved. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Hi, Jim Scudder here. Welcome back to In Grace here on this Thursday, January 26th. And we are approaching the end of the week and we're getting near the end of the first month of the new year. I hope your new year's going great. And we are in a series called The Story of Jesus. Now, we started this way, way back. Uh, This took me maybe three or four years to preach this series because we went through the entire life of Jesus and we looked at all the gospel accounts. Even before he was born, we talked about that. We went through his birth, his life. Now we're getting near his death. And so we're in his, what, what I call his upper room candor. And he's very frank. He's very upfront. And I like that about people. I don't want people to beat around the bush. I want people just to say it. And so Jesus just says it. And sometimes he says it in a story form. And he's in that story form here, as we started yesterday to hear about uh, Jesus talking about uh, how important it is for us to serve and to be humble. He had just shown that by washing the feet of the disciples in the upper room. And now he's talking about, you know, if, if there was a banquet and you had uh, somebody that is sitting being served or somebody that is serving, what is greater? Well, Jesus says it's the one that's serving is greater than the one that is sitting at the banquet. That's opposite of what we think. That's opposite of what the world's telling you. And so let's listen to Jesus. Let's listen to the creator, the one that made us, and let's understand what he is telling us about serving and about humility, especially especially as believers, those that have put their faith in him. We had better be like him. And to me, this is the one area that we do the worst in, and that is in humility and service. And so let us get better at that. Oh, right before we get into today's message, you've been hearing me talk a lot about our In Grace travel opportunities. And I'll tell you once again, we're going to Israel at the end of February. Now, we are taking about 117, I believe is the, the maximum capacity that we have for this year. I don't know where we're at right now because I'll record these a little bit ahead of time. At the time of this recording, we had a couple seats open. So if you're interested in going to Israel and you've been looking for a trip, ours are going to be probably lower than any other trip that you uh, will find. And it, I, I will promise you it's a better trip than any of those more expensive trips. But it's not about that. It's about having a spiritual experience, and we make sure that it is life-changing for you. And I'll be with you on these trips. I'll be teaching at the sites, and I would love to meet you and sit down and and have a falafel with you and and just enjoy Israel with you. So you can see if that seat is still available by going to ingraceradio.com, click on travel. And we have a full tour that's wide open for February 2024. We also have a cruise to Alaska this July. It's a creation cruise, and we'd love for you to check that out in graceradio.com. Click on travel. One last thing for those of you that live in my hometown, 
We broadcast on three Chicago stations, and I would love for you to come to an event this Saturday in Downers Grove called Gather in Grace. There's a free ticket for you if you go to our website, ingraceradio.com. Click on Gather in Grace. For whether is greater, he that sitteth at meat or at food. So in other words, it's the person that's sitting at the banquet. Which is greater, that person or he that serveth? Most people would say the waiter is not greater than the person at the banquet table. But he is. He is. Because he's serving. But I am among you as he that serveth. So this is God. This is Jesus. And he served. He served in a very menial way. A way that I even have trouble wondering if I can do what he did. But shame on me if I wouldn't do what he did. Washing the feet of the disciples. Verse 28, ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations. So in all of the trials and all of the afflictions that Jesus has gone through to this point, they have been with him. So he chides them, but then he brings back love, right? He brings back love. He says, listen, the greatest isn't going to be the oldest, the one that's sitting at the table. The greatest is the servant, okay? And here's why. This is why it matters that you're a servant now that you don't think of yourself as great, that you think of yourself as a humble servant of Jesus Christ. We're just very fortunate to be called a bond slave of Jesus Christ. That should be our attitude, really. Ah, I won't be called that. Well, I'm just telling you what Jesus is saying here. Then he brings an eternal application to this. And I believe, I truly believe, if we learn to serve here, we will rule and reign with Christ forever. Okay? Not to say that's how you gain eternal life. You gain eternal life by receiving a gift. But your position is going to be, I think, determined by what type of life you live. And if you're not living a servant life, then you're, <laughs> you're going to live a servant life in eternity. We all will. And it says that you've gone through these afflictions, these temptations with me. Verse 29, and I appoint unto you a kingdom as my father hath appointed unto me. So we know Jesus is going to sit on a throne, a real throne, the throne of David. And when we were filming in Israel... We filmed in what many believe, and I truly believe, is the palace of David in the city of David, which is right there in Jerusalem. And I can just imagine David sitting in his throne and ruling, and I can imagine Jesus sitting on that throne ruling for a thousand years. I think this is what this is talking about. Now, he's obviously talking about his 11 disciples and he's saying, I will appoint unto you a kingdom as my father hath appointed unto me that ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and so sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. So we know that there will be Israel in the kingdom as well. There will be the church in the kingdom. It'll be a combination of two separate distinct entities, but we'll all be serving the Lord together in different capacities. 
So remember that. These were all saved men who had been taught by Jesus for three years and they were still thinking like the lost. That's something that should really warn us and help us to ask the Lord, help us think biblically and spiritually. Faithful service today prepares us for the rewards that we will receive in the future. In other words, first comes the cross, then comes the crown, okay? Remember that, remember that. This is one of the most important, candid teachings of Christ here in the upper room in his last few hours before he goes to the cross. And then we'll go over to Matthew 26, as again, we're trying to piece together the way that this would have all happened chronologically, and I believe this would be what he said next in Matthew 26, 31. Uh, Then saith Jesus unto them, all ye shall be offended because of me this night. What does that mean? It simply means that they're going to be scared. They will not stand with him. The things that are about to transpire, they could never have imagined. Remember, this is the Messiah. This is the one that's going to set up a kingdom and get them out of the oppression of the Romans. They're thinking of him as the savior, not only of their soul, but also of their land and of themselves. Physically, they can't even imagine a scenario that would include Jesus being arrested and thrown into a dungeon. And then tried and falsely accused. They cannot even comprehend this. So as it's going to transpire, Jesus is telling them, you're all going to be offended. You're all going to be running away because of me this night, for it is written. So again, always goes back to what is written. What does that mean? This is the Hebrew scriptures. That's how I know that this book is true. Because everything that was predicted happened. Jesus said, as it is written, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. Who is the shepherd? Jesus. He's the great shepherd, right? Who are the sheep? We're the sheep, but here it's the disciples. But, Jesus continues, after I am risen again, okay, he predicted his resurrection a number of times. If you rise again of your own volition, you are God, okay? And he predicted it, again, proving his divinity. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Now remember, these were Galileans. These were men from the north of Israel. They weren't from Jerusalem. They weren't from the area that they were in right now. So he's also predicting that they're going to go into Galilee. Remember, they scatter And they actually eventually went back to fishing, even after they had seen the resurrected Savior. Incredible predictions here. But again, such an awful thing's going to happen. It's going to rock their world. It's going to almost destroy them. And he's preparing them for this. He's helping them. He's being very candid, very frank, very forthright. He's not beating around the bush here, is he? He's just telling them exactly the way it is. Now, he's going to be very specific talking to Peter. They're all going to scatter. They're all going to run away in just a few hours. But Peter, let's go back to Luke 22. So we're going to read Luke's account. In verse 31, the Lord said, Simon, Simon, remember that was Peter's name, his given name. Behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. 
but I have prayed for thee. Can you imagine hearing those words from Jesus? You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr., Are you looking for an adventure that will take your breath away? Then check out Ingrace's new series, Amazing Arches, that explores the natural beauty of God's creation. From the iconic, delicate arch in Utah to the lesser-known arches in Arizona, Colorado, and Kentucky, this series showcases the stunning diversity of these natural wonders. But it's not just about the scenery. Amazing Arches also features Ph.D. astronomer Dr. Danny Faulkner and Ph.D. geologist Andrew Snelling, who provide fascinating insights into the geology and history of these iconic landmarks. Get your copy of Amazing Arches for a gift of any amount. And when your gift is $25 or more, we'll include the popular video series, Our Awesome Universe, Big Bang or Big God. Call now at 800-78-GRACE or visit our website at ingraceradio.com or write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. I have prayed for thee, Simon Peter, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted... Strengthen thy brethren. In other words, when you're restored. So he's going to predict Peter's failure. Awful, awful failure. If you could lose your salvation, he certainly would have. But he was saying, Lord, look at verse 33. He said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. Be careful about bragging, right? I love that boldness. I love that attitude, But my goodness, beware (laughs) lest you fall, right? He says, you know, I'm ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. Jesus said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock, the rooster, shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. Not only will he run away, but he will three times say, I don't even know him. Can you imagine that dismal failure? But saved. Saved. And, and he will be restored, and that's coming up down the road after the resurrection. The Lord restores Peter three times after Peter denied the Lord three times. So then Jesus warns all the rest of them that they need to be prepared. Look at Luke twenty-two thirty-five, And he said unto them, When I sent you without purse or script or shoes, lacked ye anything? Remember earlier in his ministry, in those first uh, years, Jesus sent them all out. He said, don't take anything with you. People will provide what you need. So now he's saying, listen, did you lack anything when you didn't have uh, your your wallet, your, your money, your shoes? And they said, no, we had everything we needed. So Jesus said unto them, but now he that hath a purse, let him take it. So now you're gonna need Everything, more than everything. Likewise, his script. Uh, He that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. Now, is Jesus saying you need to arm yourself? Is this a Second Amendment argument? No, 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 no. Now, believe me, I think we have a great constitutional right to bear arms. I am a gun owner. I'm a hunter. I like to target practice. I think you have to be very careful with all of that. And I love that. But that's not what I live for. I live for the gospel. I'm not out advocating gun rights. I enjoy the freedoms that we have, and I think it's a wonderful thing that we have. But that's not what Jesus is saying here. He's saying, you better get ready for what's about to come. Okay? 
and there's a reason I know he's not saying you need to go arm yourself because there's a lot of people, they're prepping and they're ready, getting bunkers. and so, so I'm like, so you're gonna get this bunker full of food and you're gonna have your neighbors coming over and you're just gonna kill them? Is that what we're gonna do as Christians? You know, anyways, doesn't make any sense. Anyways, so I'll, I'll prove that this is not what he's saying. In verse 37, for I say unto you that this that is written must be accomplished in me, and he was reckoned among the transgressors for the things concerning me have an end. Again, referring to the Old Testament, predicting that Jesus would die between transgressors. And they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. So they take him literally again. They're not getting it. And he said unto them, it is enough. So how do we know for sure that he's not advocating them rising up against the government with munitions? Well, we know that when Peter used his sword it, during the arrest, that Jesus healed the ear of the servant of the high priest and also told them that's enough. You can look that up later in Luke 22, uh, 49 through 51. But when Jesus said he would be dying for transgressors and with transgressors, that's in Isaiah 53, verse 12. By the way, if you think Jesus is a pacifist, uh, you need to re read Revelation 19. That's all I'll say about that. Okay. So let's continue, and uh, this will be the way we end it today. This is in John 14. Now remember, they've had all this awful news. One of them's gonna actually betray. They're all gonna flee, and Peter's gonna deny him not once, not twice, but three times. Okay, this is awful. Jesus is being very forthright, very candid. He's telling them exactly what's gonna happen. But then he says, let not your hearts be troubled. So I'm gonna leave you with three things to help you with heart trouble. As you're hearing all this bad news, you have all these heavy weights on you. Can I give you three things to think about when these hard times are happening in your life? Number one, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. So may I suggest that you think about heaven when you're going through those trials. If it were not so, I would have told you. Number two, I go to prepare a place for you. Now, a lot of people say, well, he's up there building my mansion. No, he says, in my Father's house are many mansions. Okay, by the way, it's not even the idea of a huge, massive house with all these bedrooms and bathrooms and, and things. And maybe you will. I'm not, uh, I has not seen or ear heard the things that God has in store for them that love him, Okay. But don't think of it as, I get my own big mansion. Think of it as, there's lots and lots of room for everybody. It's gonna be a marvelous place. Heaven, I go to prepare a place for you. What is that? I, think that? I think he's talking about, I'm going to prepare a place that you can go to heaven. So the cross. He's about to go to the cross. I go to prepare a place for you. So think of the cross. Think of what he did for you on the cross, number two and number three. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will what? Come again. That's the return of the Lord. He's gonna come in the air for the church and gather us. I will come again and receive you unto myself. I believe that's the rapture. That where I am, there ye may be also. When you're going through hard times and you're facing heart trouble, think of heaven, think of what he did for you on the cross, and think of the return of our dear, sweet Savior. God was glorified in the darkest moment in human history. God got the glory. And you can receive that free gift. How? It says that, for by grace are you saved through faith, not of works, not of works, not of works. It's a gift.
It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So how can you be saved? How can you receive what Jesus did for you on the cross to apply to your life? Just trust in him right now as your only hope. And when you do that, you're saved. Not just for today, not just for tomorrow, forever. He gives you everlasting life. The Bible says you have everlasting life. If he could take it away, it's not a gift. If he could take it away, it should be called temporary probation. But it's called eternal life. And if you've never received that, please do that right now. Let me again repeat my invitation. It's really God's invitation for you to believe, for you to put your trust in Jesus. Not a religion, not yourself, not your efforts. Religion is really an attempt to reach God. Religio is the Latin. Trying to reach out to God by your, basically by your works. That's impossible. It'd be like trying to jump to the moon. You can't do it. You can't even get close. Some can jump higher than others, but you will never make it. Well, how can we be saved? Well, that's when God reaches down to us. He's offered us eternal life, but you have to reach out your hand in faith. Open your hand by believing that you're a sinner. Believe that Jesus died for your sins and rose again. That is salvation. That is reaching out your hand in faith, and he has his hand already open to you. And once his hand closes on you, you have eternal life. You're born again, and you can never lose that. And you say, well, that's way too simple. I have to do something. That's the problem. When you think you can save yourself or when you think that you can be part of your salvation, uh, that's when you're missing it. And you're, you're not trusting in Christ alone. So trust in him alone. And that's the way of salvation. And realizing that you're a sinner, he's the savior, putting your faith in him and only him. Uh, he died on a cross. He rose again. He's alive. He's coming back. He wants to save you today, not just from hell, although that's the, the main thing, but he also wants to save you from destructive behaviors and, and attitudes in your life. He wants you to be more like Christ. And so I hope that's something that InGrace is helping you with. If you believe in InGrace and our mission and you want to support the ministry, we appreciate that. We can do so much more together if you pay it forward so somebody else can hear the gospel through our media outreaches. We're on television, radio, podcast, streaming, uh, missions. We do a lot of missions, trips, and missions. And so if you're interested in supporting that financially, making an investment in grace, let me thank you by sending you a brand new video series. It's called Amazing Arches. We're going to be featuring part two of this tomorrow, and I think you'll enjoy the banter between Dr. Danny Faulkner and myself. We had a lot of fun. He's just a fun guy. Uh, usually PhD scientists aren't fun, <laughs> just to be frank. But uh, he is. He's like a kid, which is, is he's brilliant. He's accomplished. He's studied. He's written uh, great things, but he's, he's just fun. And so he's happiest when he's barefoot. I don't know if he's from Kentucky, but he definitely has a... Kentucky blood. And so uh, he he was just a delightful man to be with. And it's not his, geology isn't his, you know, his field of study, but he certainly knew a lot and just loved the, the formations, the arches of the Red River Gorge. And then part of the series, we not only went to his stomping grounds, the Red River Gorge, but we also 
took him out west, and we went to the arches of Moab and other areas out in Colorado, Utah, and Arizona. And it was incredible. You really need to see this. You're going to hear parts of this tomorrow, but you want to, really want to see it. So when you go to ingraceradio.com and then you click on Amazing Arches, make a gift of any amount. That gift will make sure more people hear the gospel. And then we'll send you this uh, video either by DVD or we can send it to you digitally by digital download. And you'll be able to watch this four-part series. And we do put these out on YouTube, but the YouTube version is about half the length of what you're going to get on the DVD. So we would love to send that to you. If your gift is $25 or more, we're going to send you another incredible video we did with Dr. Faulkner. It's called Our Amazing Universe, Big Bang or Big God. And that one was incredible. You're going to absolutely love that video because it shows how incredible God is in creating all the universe around us. We'd love to hear from you today. Are you looking for an adventure that will take your breath away? Then check out Ingrace's new series, Amazing Arches, that explores the natural beauty of God's creation. Get your copy of Amazing Arches for a gift of any amount. And when your gift is $25 or more, we'll include the popular video series, Our Awesome Universe, Big Bang or Big God. Call now at 800-78-GRACE. Visit our website at ingraceradio.com or write to us at Ingrace P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.